0: Two Canadians are dead and one missing after Hamas's brutal terrorist attack in Israel.
1: An Air Canada pilot has been taken out of service for vehement anti-Israel messaging displayed on social media.
0: Canadian soldiers are seeking donations to cope with the high cost of living. Hello Canada, it's Wednesday, October 11th, and this is True North's Daily Brief. I'm Cosman Georgia,
1: And I'm Lindsay Shepard.
0: We've got you covered with all the news you need to know. Let's discuss the top stories of the day and the True North exclusives you won't hear anywhere else. Reports are circulating of two Canadians who have been killed during the Hamas attack and one believed to be missing according to Global Affairs Canada. One man is from Montreal and the other is from Vancouver. Elaine Haim Look posted on Facebook that his son Alexander Look was killed in Israel on Saturday while attempting to help those around him at a music festival. More than 260 people were killed at the festival and many more have been taken hostage. During an interview with Radio Canada, Haim and his spouse Raquel Ochnona Look said that they witnessed Alexander's death in real time as he had video called them from the attack. The death of Ben Mizrashi, a Vancouver man, has also been confirmed following Saturday's Hamas terrorist attack. He, too, was attending the music festival, according to the National Post. Mizrashi's death was initially reported by his former high school, and later confirmed by Vancouver Grenville MP Talib Noor Muhammad via social media on Tuesday. On Sunday, Global Affairs Canada released a statement saying that, quote, Canadian government officials in Israel are in contact with local authorities to confirm and gather additional information. They have also advised Canadians to avoid all travel to Israel and for those already there to exercise a high degree of caution in Israel, the West Bank and Gaza Strip, due to the unpredictable security situation. There are currently 2,450 Canadians in Israel based on those registered through the Registration of Canadians Abroad system. However, since registration is voluntary, the number can't be exact. An estimated 492 Canadians are living in the West Bank and Gaza Strip. Lindsay, I think for a lot of people who are watching this, they're watching this play out on social media, and there isn't a direct link to some of the conflict and some of the horrible things happening in Israel and the West Bank. When we see two Canadians die at the hands of a terrorist organization, it hits home for many people.
1: Absolutely, Cosman. Our condolences to the families. How should Canada respond to this?
0: Well, we saw Global Affairs Canada issue uh, travel advisories, but I think more importantly, uh, we need to get people out of there, both the Gaza Strip and anybody who is at risk of being engulfed in this conflict, because I don't think it's going to end anytime soon. Israel has been clear that they are not going to lay down and roll over. In response to this, there will be a military operation to attack the perpetrators I fear that the Canadian government might handle this in the same way that they handled evacuations from Afghanistan, and if we remember, not too long ago, it didn't bode well. So absolutely, there needs to be a clear plan on how to get people out of there, and also how to help those already affected.
1: Air Canada has confirmed it has taken a pilot out of service for vehement anti-Israel messaging displayed publicly on social media amid escalating tensions related to Hamas's attack on Israel, which has left hundreds dead. The airline announced on Tuesday that pilot Mustafa Ezo was removed from service October 9th. Air Canada on X said, We are aware of the unacceptable posts made by an Air Canada pilot. We are taking this matter very seriously and he was taken out of service on monday october 9th we firmly denounce violence in all forms among the posts that got ezo in trouble were a photograph shared on his instagram account in which he holds a sign that reads quote israel hitler is proud of you the sign also called israel a terrorist state ezo also posted on instagram a poster for the anti-israel protest in montreal this weekend With the message, quote, fuck you, Israel, burn in hell. The message also featured a caricature of a dog urinating on the Israeli flag. Cosman, you reached out to Air Canada about this pilot. What did they have to say about this?
0: That's right, I did. But first of all, I just want to say that um, I was kind of surprised that they took this individual out of service on Monday, October 9th, because I didn't see... Post circulating about this pilot's activities at the anti-Israel protests until today. So it seems that Air Canada was on top of this before it was actually circulating out in the mainstream. But I did uh, reach out to Air Canada's media relations to ask them what their stance was on some of the messaging that Ezo put out on his Instagram account, and this is what they had to say. So a spokesperson told me that, quote, this individual's opinions and publications on social media do not represent Air Canada's views in any way. This person has never been authorized to speak publicly while identifying themselves as an Air Canada employee, and he was taken out of service on Monday. Air Canada firmly denounces violence in all forms and takes this matter very seriously. There's an interesting bit in there that uh, Ezo was representing himself as an Air Canada employee, and if you look at some of the social media posts, he did in fact seem to wear his uniform draped with a palestinian flag and then in other situations while he wasn't in uniform he was posting from his public account with uh, some of this signage and this inflammatory language
1: ezo is not alone in his celebration of this heinous attack on israel we saw protests in major cities celebrating hamas over the weekend what is happening in canada and how did these people get into this country in the first place
0: Over the weekend, immediately you saw anti-Israel protests in almost uh, every part of the country. We saw huge ones in Toronto, we saw some in Ottawa, the capital, we saw some in Edmonton, Vancouver, Victoria, but also places like London and Windsor. These kinds of protests have flared up before, this isn't the first time we've seen anti-israel activities in canada this has been happening for quite some time and it's happened on university campuses as well periodically as for the question where are these anti-israel protesters and demonstrators coming from well that's a complicated question there are many among traditional leftist communities and advocacy groups we see it with the unions who always come out in support of these causes But we also have to recall that Trudeau did bring in uh, Syrian migrants. He brought in migrants from Afghanistan. And if we're serious, we need to admit that there are many people uh, from that part of the world who harbor sentiments and very deep feelings uh, about Israel that uh, resurface from time to time in this wretched animosity and 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 really high tensions that we're seeing play out i think to a very much higher degree than ever before because of the seriousness of this conflict (music) members of canada's military are struggling to keep up their morale as the cost of food and housing takes a toll on their mental health and desire to stay in the canadian armed forces More and more members of the CAF are relying on the help of others to cope with the high cost of living, according to a briefing note sent to the Defense Chief of Staff, General Wayne Eyre, by the military's chaplains. Nonprofits like Together We Stand help support military families. Their donations are expected to double this year, reads the chaplain's note. These donations will only provide a temporary solution, however. The military's housing allowance has undergone certain changes recently including basing it on salary rather than location. This has presented new problems for soldiers depending on where they are posted. This change has led to some wanting to be released from the military so they can avoid being posted in unaffordable locations. An estimated 28,000 soldiers will have access to the new program, But as many as 7,700 members could become ineligible, with thousands of others facing a reduction in their monthly payments. Military officials say that the new program will save the CAF 30 million annually. In addition to a descending morale, staff shortages at bases have led to ever-present workplace conflicts and a tense environment especially surrounding the differing rules about working from home for military and civilian staff. I've always really had a soft spot for veterans and service members because it seems to me, time and time again, that out of all of our public servants, it is those who put up the greatest risk, that is their lives, on the line get the worst deal. So it Really baffles me because I find myself asking, how did we get here? How did Canada's military end up in such a sad state of affairs?
1: Well, Cosman, I think the morale in the military is low because the morale in Canada is also low. Diversity, equity, and inclusion ideology, it ruins everything that it infiltrates, and it has infiltrated the military. Frankly, when it comes to something like the forces, you know, the concern shouldn't be that the members are too white, male, heterosexual. You're going to need to rely on those guys. It was also recently announced that $1 billion of funding was going to be cut from the Canadian forces budget. And then here we see that soldiers are facing the same housing affordability problems that everyday Canadians are. And when they are relocated to different bases, they have to bear the brunt of what it costs to rent or even buy in that community. And, you know, in BC, Ontario, you know, just to name two of them, housing is very, very unaffordable.
0: You're right. And this is our first line of defense. If anything were to happen in Canada, and and not just like, you know, conflict-wise, People seem to forget that the uh, armed forces serve other purposes. They do search and rescues. When there are natural disasters, these are the people who pile the sandbags and try to prevent people's homes from being flooded or affected by environmental forces. So like you said, you know the government has announced uh, a $1 billion cut over a period of several years uh, to our military. We are already, like, struggling to update our equipment. We have ships that are rusting away in harbor. All of our air force is pretty much outdated. We don't have enough pilots. We don't have enough sailors. Nobody is joining the military at a rate where it is sustainable. And it is really concerning because for us to meet the future, the world seems to be heading towards... We need to have a strong, reinforced line of defense. That's it for today, folks. Don't forget to check in at www.tnc.news throughout the day for all the news you need to know. Plus, The Andrew Lawton Show will be live today at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to share our work with your friends and neighbors. And if you're able, please consider supporting independent media at donate.tnc.news.